Greetings and welcome back, everyone. This is Let's Talk About Star Wars. I'm Garrett here with Tom Merritt and Jenny Josephson. I'm so stoked that this worked. You, you all listeners at home have no idea. Have no idea what has been going on behind the scenes in terms of technical difficulties, but we have maybe solved them. We needed to get a slicer. We did. <laughs> we didn't. Garrett sliced into the signal. And and uh, frankly, not as easy as it as Last Jedi makes it look to find. Uh, no bleep, blobbity bloop. Yeah. You, you don't just get randomly thrown in jail with someone who has the exact skill set that you're looking for. Not always. <laughs> Not, yeah. not always. It's a it's a pain, man. It's a, it's it's a real pain. But you know what is easy to find is getting thrown in jail with someone who has a really big hole in their sock. I mean, that's basically in all jails. But yes, we are here. <laughs> There's so many things like to talk about. So the main topic for today's episode will be: Do not worry, folks. We are going to get there. Clone Wars season seven, episodes one and two. But. There's a lot of other ancillary Star Wars things happening since we went into our carbonite slumber since our we finished uh, The Mandalorian's first season and The Rise of Skywalker did our big long spoiler episode on that. Um, starting with the, the announcement of exactly what in the world Project Luminous is, which turns out it is a going to be a whole new series, a whole new like assault on us Star Wars fans of High Republic era fiction which is not quite old republic they're saving old republic that's what what it feels like to me is they they want to make movies around old republic they don't want to shackle those movies with lore uh and so if they wanted to create books and comics in the meantime which they do because they sell really well they needed to find a period that was far enough away from the skywalker saga that it wouldn't be uh, restrained by that but also after the old republic so that any movies they want to make uh, about that wouldn't be affected and uh, so they they made it the high republic at, at the at the height of the republic when the republic is super strong uh we're we're going to have a a threat to that success it sounds like and uh, new villains new heroes jedi at the top of their form looks pretty interesting to me Wow. I could not concur more. I have a list of um, respectful demands uh, that include middle-aged Yoda with a brown comb over holding a baby Chewbacca to go with my baby Yodas that I've ordered. (laughs) Um, I would like to see the invention of light speed uh, by some Jedi who hitches a ride on a pergle. Uh, I I would like to see some (laughs) version of um, oh, really badass uh, lady that is like the Mara Jade of the High Republic. If she's a Jedi or not a Jedi, that's fine with me. Um, I'll take my Mara Jade any way I can get. And at the very end of all of it, there'll be like one guy named Skywalker. And that'll be cool. That's so so Shmi's ancestor. Yes. The, the ancestor is De Shmi, who obviously were um, famous Jedi, but you don't get to see them yet. I could not be more in, especially because Claudia Gray is involved, among other very good writers. Are you ready? Are you ready for the opposite take? Uh-oh. Yes. <laughs> I thought this was a, a very poor piece of marketing. Uh, I don't think the idea is bad, but I thought the trailer for the book series that they put out was one of the dullest things I have ever laid eyes upon. It did roll out. I will say it did roll out with the feeling that it was all being run by a publishing company with only glancing familiarity with video. 
Uh, sure. Um, not even that. It was like just them setting it up to me. It was just um, the whole thing came across as the dictionary definition of vanilla. It was just like wow. we have people in robes with laser swords. And we have something for everyone like that. That to me was like the cliff notes on this. And I'm like, oh, oh right. they, OK, they did hit that point really hard of like, don't worry if you're not seeing the thing you like immediately. We will have something you like. It'll be for kids. It'll be for old people. It'll be for young people. It'll, it'll be, be for diverse people. Don't worry. We've got something for everyone. Yeah, there will be an Alderaan. Yeah, Alderaan exists. Yeah, yeah. There's just something about the way that this was this was spun. The only point I got excited was when Claudia Gray showed up because I was like, oh, something I know that I have a, a barometer on what the quality will be like, which is very high. I like Claudia Gray mm-hmm. quite a bit. Um, everything else, I was just like, if this was the first ever Star Wars pen and paper RPG tabletop game, I would be excited. Uh, but, <laughs> but this is this is like the 376th. Uh, Star Wars piece of media being announced and I was just like man I, I feel like they're leaning on me being excited about anything Star Wars a little too much I think they're counting on the people who bought Lost Stars Chuck Wendig's books Aftermath series uh, are are the kind of people who will read anything decent set in the Star Wars universe yes hello I, it's nice to meet you right and her name yes. is Jenny uh, and and so and so yeah they they may they may not have leaned into the mass appeal as much because of that. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> maybe it needed Chuck Wendig. Um, maybe his absence was missing. I needed someone there to just be like, "F yeah, mother effers, we're doing Star, we're doing a Star Wars." Like there was just some. Oh man, it was <laughs> it, this. This felt like it was one step away from a, a sexual harassment orientation video to become a waiter to me. It was <laughs> oh just so bland. Um, <laughs> Uh, um, yeah. yeah, I'm excited. Um, I, I, I skip right past the marketing. I think I only heard it. I barely watched it cause I was somewhere I couldn't watch it. And I just thought it was, um, storytelling wise sounds great characters we know, but like really only two of them worlds we know, but lots of worlds we don't know. Um, things are even more either gorgeous or junky or a little more like uh, ancient or whatever it is, like there'll be a whole new thing to explore. And I well, am yeah, here one for of the, it. One of the neat things that they're, they're trying to sell us on, and I hope they execute well, is the Republic is at its height. Yeah. The Republic is super like it's not in decline. It's not full of corruption. Uh, the Republic is great, but the Republic is also not as big as it will get, which means there's a frontier. So there's a right. wild west uh, that that can can be a place for conflict and controversy and storytelling. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. To me, this is the kind of thing that like, I think for me would have landed a lot better had I just read a headline and moved on. If it was just like new Star Wars in a new time setting with original characters, I've been like, cool, that's exactly what I want. Like that line is what I've been waiting for. Uh, but when yeah. I watched the trailer, I was like, wow, yeah, just this is the most bored I've been uh, taking in Star Wars information, which uh I'm I'm usually pretty easy to please. I feel in that in that regard, but yeah. Anyways, um, just wanted to, to you you y'all were gushing enough. I felt like I could I could be blunt. You don't need to apologize <laughs> for your POV, man. It's all good. It's all good, man. <laughs> we all friends here. Yeah, yeah. So now um, speaking of places where people are all definitely friends, are we very just quickly going to touch on the palpaconing that's been going on in the novelization of Star Wars: Return Rise of Skywalker? I, I honestly, my first point that like the thing that's been 
bat- batting around my brain and more more so batting around my uh, my social media. And maybe I've just been noticing it because it's literally the only other thing I'm seeing people talk about other than the primaries, uh, which is a lot of people that I am friends with online seem very annoyed with a lot of things being confirmed uh, through novelizations of Star Wars films. Uh, and I'm just I just want to ask those people, you must be new here. This must be your first time because this is <laughs> yeah. welcome to Star Wars. Yeah. Well, it's it's a psychological thing, right? Because those people, if people are disappointed by Rise of Skywalker and feel like it could have been told better, one of the things they will critique is that it left things out, and then they can decide that revealing things through a book uh, shows that they were right about the flaws of the movie. Right. Yes. And. Mine is just like, I totally get why those details shouldn't have been in the movie because there was no one to explain them in a non exposition way. It would have been some wispy Sith ghost or uh, uh, Palpatine going, let me tell you about my backstory. I made a PowerPoint. Oh, sorry. I'm getting used to this clone body. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me while I go. It was just, it, it, you know, uh, you reprimand see. my clone son. Yeah. Like it just wouldn't have worked. Um, and so they made the right choice as a movie, even though I could say there's a couple other choices. Maybe I didn't love so much in that movie, although I love the movie. So, uh, yes, this is what happens in Star Wars books and all books. More details are revealed. And and we move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. We're, and we're, be nice to Ray Carson. Jeez. <laughs> Other than uh, commenting on people's comments, was, was there anything that was confirmed in the book that uh, struck anyone as particularly juicy or interesting? No, it was all everybody's focusing on the Palpatine centric stuff. And I haven't read the book enough to know. Uh, oh, that the kiss was platonic. It was a platonic sealing of the deal before death. It certainly wasn't romantic. Whatever. It's fine. I don't care. I have my own opinions. So it was it was kind of a godfather kiss. Yeah. Uh, a kiss before dying, even perhaps. Yeah. Well, heaven forbid we leave something open to interpretation and enjoy a little bit of the death of some authors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, OK, we're done. Uh, digital comes out 314, I think. Soon, soon. Yeah. But, all right. Well, let's. Let's get to it then. The the main topic at hand, which is Clone Wars, the final season that I never thought we were going to get, mm-hmm. is here, and it refuses to show me Ahsoka. <laughs> <laughs> I know. She's not around, man. I'm, She's gone. Oh, I have never been more impatient with Rex on scene. I love Rex. I love Rex so much, and yeah. Oh, man. Is this... Is it is it weird seeing Cody, though, when you know... What's going to happen? Yeah. yeah. Oh. It wasn't as weird to see Cody before we knew. Like, even when you watch old Clone Wars episodes, you're you're like, oh, but this is before we knew. But now we know. Now we know. So, um, okay. So there have been two episodes. They are very much centered on the Bad Batch. Doo-doo. Yes. Uh, uh, they're which, pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. Any, I, I know we're not. I'm like the main gamer here. Anyone here played Halo Reach? Anyone? No. The, the Bad Batch are literally the crew from Halo Reach. It is, <laughs> it is so uh, it is so close. Um, There's also a Stormtrooper crew in the comics 
that is the spiritual successor of the Bad Batch, too. Oh, right. gotcha. And there was also um, uh, uh, there's also the Bad Bunch. Uh, may I remind us all? There's also there's the, the Funky Bunch, but I don't know how that plays in here. And I'm just <laughs> going to save myself an email here and also mention Republic Commando, a like cult classic video game set in the Clone Wars era, where you played a like a special ops version of clone troopers which actually they did show up in clone wars uh very 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 briefly during the uh the mandalore i think the latter like the final mandalore arc they showed up very briefly mm-hmm. um but yeah so they were we're getting i believe this has been confirmed to be a four episode arc with the clones so we're halfway through uh the the well, i guess we could call it the bad batch arc even though for all yeah. we know they die in episode three and we don't see them in episode four uh <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's been very, very clone focused for the, the first two episodes. Um, and, but, but even though we're not getting the familiar faces that maybe I was, uh, am and still am chomping at the bit for, we are getting familiar faces. We are checking back in with Rex, uh, with Cody, with Admiral Trench, who I forgot how much I love this character of Tarantula Man, who is now Tarantula Cyborg Man. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I really like I feel like they made a good decision to start with clone centric episodes, even though we were all like, we really want this because it just eases you back into the world. A little bit of Anakin, a little bit of Padme, a little bit of um, not enough of Obi-Wan. Um, but it, it does ground you back in the world and gets you back in the timeline of the period and then hopefully all the dramatic stuff will be coming. How many total episodes are we going to be looking at? I don't believe any of us were prepared to answer that episode, that, that question. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say from the, uh, from the, the silence that followed, I actually don't know. I'm pull- pulling it up on IMDb as we speak, but it looks like there are 12 confirmed episodes for the final season of Clone Wars. Okay. That's enough to give four. For some to- reason, I thought it was fewer than that. So, okay, I'm, I'm okay with this. And I, frankly, uh, I, I don't want Dave Filoni to give me what I want. I, I yes. want Dave Filoni to give me what he wants. And what and, we need. And I want the, <laughs> the, the whole crew. And when I say Filoni, I mean Filoni and co. I, I trust them. I want them to do whatever the hell they want to do with this final season. On, on the one hand, uh, you're absolutely right that you don't want this to be like uh, episode one of season seven, Ahsoka's back and she and Anakin make up and Obi-Wan admits some things. And, you know, like, of course, that would be ridiculous. You want to start off consistently. And in a lot of ways, this episode is feels like it's just part of the Clone Wars run. It's not yeah. particularly special. Uh, and that. That's good. It should shouldn't stick out. On the other hand, part of me feels like this doesn't feel like a season opener. It feels like a like a mid season arc, uh, and 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 I wanted more. Well, I, I was a little bored by both of these episodes, to be honest. I loved seeing Rex, uh, and and I love the Bad Batch, uh, but they just sort of dragged for me. My sense of it is. Um, I've forgotten my sense of it. Uh, <laughs> reach out. <laughs> reach out with the force. Be with me. Point. If someone could please um, come and tickle Jenny's hand with a leaf right now. That would be wonderful. <laughs> I feel it. I feel the force. Um, I, I hear what you're saying. I absolutely do. Um, and I, I understand why it would be slow. 
but I'm going to cede my talking now to someone else because the point has left. It has gone. It has evaporated. It will come back as a blue ghost later. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm half with you, Tom. I did not particularly enjoy episode one. I was particularly impatient with it. Um, because it, it, it was focused on one of the characters I like enough, which is Rex, but on a plate I had honestly forgotten about. It. I had completely forgotten about the character of Echo. Yeah. Like it was so far from my realm of memory. Uh, I was intrigued by that, but I wasn't emotionally invested in it, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Like, the, the, like I wanted, uh, like, in the first shot, I was like, oh, damn, it's a clone episode. And then Anakin shows up and makes a window. I'm like, oh, wait, never mind. All right. There's some. I'm here. I'm here because I do like Clone Wars Anakin. And actually, after episode two, I made like Clone Wars Anakin even more than I thought I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, and then it just goes off on, on here's Rex with characters you don't know about, which is the Bad Batch. And I think they were a little, again, vanilla for me. Um, although the, the strong one, I, uh, what the hell is his name? Wrecker. Um, Wrecker. I love him. He is absolutely the strong idiot that I love. I, I am a sucker for barbarian archetypes. Uh, in any fiction and Wrecker like checks that box for me. So I I was very much kind of giddy with how on the nose his archetype was. Um, I I think part of the problem, and this is the point that has returned from the ether um, is that we've had now in clone wars, not one, but two ends. It has Mm -hmm. ended twice, right? Mm -hmm. It ended very powerfully the Anakin Ahsoka arc in in the last season that we thought we were getting the first time. Uh, and then Yoda went on like this sort of weird three. But I, I sometimes consider that Ahsoka walking away is like the spiritual end of it. Yeah. And then we got these three um, Yoda centric episodes. Oh, like I thought were almost. Yeah. Super cool. Six is like the appendices of Lord right. of the Rings. Right. And then we got this other like stuff that was kind of like thrown out there that I frankly don't even totally remember how it ends. Right. So uh, maybe I'm even getting that confused. But like we've ended. We've ended. We ended Rebels like we ended. uh, Rebels could be seen as a spiritual successor and the chronological successor to Clone Wars. Like we have ended now several times and now we're back. So I do think it's smart to take those clone episodes, those first four clone episodes and let us get over that feeling. And 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 uh, a distant echo where they're actually showing up and looking for echo uh, and 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 what they actually find there uh, and how it's not really echo. Uh, I've, I've found that more satisfying than the Bad Batch, uh, the episode, the Bad Batch, uh, because, first of all, we got to know the Bad Batch. So we get to just see them in action instead of spending time going, I'm the leader McKnife guy. Oh, I'm the technology guy. Like, uh, it, it, it was good to just be like, all right, let's just put them in play yeah. uh, and see it happen. So I, I get the feeling that I, this, this is just the debt I need to pay to restart the engine. And like, like you say, Jenny, it's a great point. Like we've ended this before. So we're kind of, uh, you know, refueling the tank and saying, all right, let's try to start it up one more time. It, it's yep. a palate cleanser. I think that actually mm. you kind of hit the nail on the head is like, cause what I did before this is I went and rewatched the, the final episodes of season five, which I think is the actual ending that we got that you were kind of referencing Jenny. Cause that's when we get Ahsoka's final arc where she literally walks away from the, the Jedi order. Mm-hmm. And I, it has been years since I watched those episodes. And that is one of the strongest endings, I think, in any piece of fiction I have ever experienced. It is mm-hmm. so bold of them in what could easily be written off as a child's cartoon, uh, to have Ahsoka make that choice, um, and, and be so 
independent and go so against, I think, kind of what we expect in a Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. I'll, uh, I'll be honest. I kind of don't want to, for story reasons, don't want to see Ahsoka. I can't imagine a way that it makes sense to see her. Yeah. I, it's, well, I, I, like, I want to see her, Jenny. Please don't kill me. But I'm trying to figure out how you work her in that makes sense. Not as a Jedi, I think is the answer. But but I don't want to speculate anymore. She's not a Jedi. I well, yeah, think she obviously. will be somewhere that the Jedi are not and they will arrive there and she will be like, oh, well, we got to get her lightsabers back. There's no universe where we get a soak in this final season without lightsaber. And we know she gets her lightsabers back because right, the book, the Ahsoka novel. And, yeah. Well, um, yeah, the, the, the Ventress stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I do want to see it because of the novel alludes to the 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 post events of the Siege of Mandalore, but it barely touches on the actual Siege of Mandalore. We get like half of a nugget of a flashback of facing off against Darth Maul, Darth, Darth Maul in the novel, uh, but mm-hmm. we haven't actually seen it. And and I know, like we know there was some sort of plan for that. Like Filoni's been teasing it and making jokes with it and literally playing with our hearts for years uh, regarding the Siege of Mandalore. So I, I'm very much there for that. And again, I have a lot of trust in the in the team. And so, yeah, yeah me as, too. as unsatisfied as I was with, with, with episode one, I, I you know, Jenny, I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head, which is, this is a bit of a palate cleanser, which is, Hey, it's not just the Ahsoka show, everybody. This yeah. is a, a living, breathing universe uh, in a, in a very specific time period within star Wars. Could you relax a little, come back to this? <laughs> it's it's not, us. it's not that I wanted Ahsoka. It's that I just didn't find that first story compelling. I, you know, I was drifting off and thinking about other things because uh, on paper, it makes sense. Yes. Start with Rex. We all love Rex. That'll be our nostalgia play. Uh, give them a give them a clone story. Some of some of the strongest episodes of the entire six season run were clone stories. It just didn't. That first one didn't work well for me. I'm with you, too. And and uh, yeah, I get it. Um, and I agree. I don't, uh, and at the same time, a little on brand for Clone Wars, because, oh, my God, Clone Wars filler episodes feel like filler. And and honestly, that's why I said this felt like a mid-season episode, because a filler episode coming along episode six, I expect. Not episode one. Yeah. Yeah. Big dramatic return is is not mm-hmm. the word I would use for this. But right. I'm excited. I, I think there's a new one on my uh, streaming service right now, right? Am I making that up? I think it hits at midnight Pacific time. Uh-huh. It's a Friday show. Uh, and I can I know. There's tell. a Picard. That, yeah. yeah, that's right. You're right. I'm leaving this episode to go watch Picard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, uh, yeah. So I'm in. I'm in for the ride. Yeah. Uh, same. Same. But let's talk about episode two because uh, I yeah. loved it. Actually, it, it it did a lot to kind of uh, smooth over my kind of very blah feelings about episode one. Um, and it's because it reminded me of the second greatest accomplishment of the clone wars that the first greatest accomplishment of clone wars is to take a character that I literally wanted to see catch on fire in Ahsoka Tano and make her maybe my favorite character in star Wars. Um, the second is literally turning, uh, everything else about the prequels into gold. Um, and Mm. including one of my favorite things about it, which is, like finally understanding Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship and also Anakin and Padme's relationship um, and doing something of substance with it uh, because that's exactly what happens in the beginning of episode two. Now, granted, this is, you know, I don't know. 
What would you say? I would say this is uh, this is like Firefly Kitchen as hell. <laughs> what happens <laughs> in the beginning of episode two? Because this is just chewing the fat with characters you love. Uh, mm-hmm. With Anakin going to have a secret meeting with Padme. Rex playing like wingman slash doorman for him, which I thought was just a fun little extra flourish of Rex and Anakin's relationship. And not for the first time, clearly. Yeah, like they they had a system. Yeah. <laughs> because Obi-Wan shows up and Rex is like, oh, no. Uh, and, 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 and just that dynamic of Obi-Wan knows what's going on. But uh, and and you you quote the CNET article that that says Dave Filoni bears this out doesn't realize how serious it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Dave Filoni sat down with with CNET, and I've got a link to it in the show notes, uh, which you can find anywhere you find this podcast. Um, and 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 yeah, Filoni says, yeah, no, at this moment, Obi Wan understands they have a relationship. He does not understand that they're married. He doesn't get that <laughs> they have gone that far. Um, right. He still thinks it's, he wouldn't know. think that he'd yeah. like, uh, Anakin's still, you know, fighting his feelings the way I did. Mm-hmm. Right. He's, he's you blind know? to it. Cause he went through the same thing, yeah. but he didn't become as, 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 you know, and that's reckless. why he's so angry. He's not angry about this. It just tell Padme. I said, hello. Just like, I gotta let you know, I know about this, but I've been there, man. You'll work your way through it. Uh, and the fact is, no, he won't. He won't. In fact, he already hasn't worked his way through it. And now he's going to be on the path to become Darth Vader. And there's clearly some double buns in the unacknowledged oven. <laughs> yeah. Well, Padme's right? acknowledging it because she's holding her stomach right. the entire yeah. time. And right. I, and good on them for their trailer editor. Whoever edits trailers for Clone Wars, you did an amazing job because this the shot of Padme holding her stomach was in the trailer. And I go, well, wait a minute. Anakin doesn't find out that she's pregnant until the beginning of episode three. Yeah, that's this doesn't make sense. And it's like, oh, he doesn't know yet. He is a dense moron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's just looking in her eyes. He's busy. He. He is at war. Um, He's at war. But I, I just, I loved this so much because we got like, to, to for me, a believable, believable chemistry between Anakin and Padme, which I never saw in the prequels. Uh, Clearly. A, a really good fleshing out of relationship between Anakin and Obi-Wan and a really good fleshing out of the relationship between Anakin and the clones, which does present itself in the movies a little bit, particularly in the beginning of episode three, when Anakin wants to like drop back and go help the clones to get picked off in the, in the, in the ship battle. Um, like you can kind of, they're, they're really, I think fleshing this out from like little nuggets. Cause like Anakin in the movies had a bit of a thing of wanting to help the clones when no one else did. And I can kind of understand that now seeing that he was buddies with Rex, like to a pretty personal level. Yeah. I mean, I like this one a lot also. And I liked it cause it just started, you know, like after that initial like character scene, it was just pretty much all action, you know? Yeah. And good stuff. Like, uh, I love the, the pull text. Uh, I love the, uh, the battle and the sort of like, we, we don't want your war here as in clone wars tradition. It's a little easy to convince them to help, but, but then they do. And now we're off to fight the separatists and we see Wat Tambor and, and you know, it wasn't, uh, wasn't the best battle scene I've ever seen in a Clone Wars episode, but it was better. We, we were we were getting better action here. Yeah, and I and I will say, and this goes for episode one as well. Um, the cinematography in this mm-hmm. these first two episodes, compared to anything that came before it, Clone Wars wise, is insane. They have some fantastic camera work. Now, granted, it's all 
3D rendered camera work, but it's still camera work. It still takes yeah. the same kind of eye. Yeah. And, the the and technology taste. improvements and skill improvements that have happened in, in the intervening years are paying off, which yeah, is cool. Like I want to do a video essay, like pitting this versus the like the the fifth season because they mm. it looks the same, but to me it's like it's almost what. I remember Clone Wars looking like because I probably updated in my mind and my memory. And it is definitely not what it actually looked like because I just went back and watched some old episodes and this looks way better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just it's the technology significantly better. Probably the budget is significantly better. And uh, they've learned a lot from the stunning work they did on Rebels. And even though they're sort of like tied to the original look of Clone Wars, you can tell things are just a little clearer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the lighting is amazing too. Yeah. And they held, they took yeah. a glove off of Anakin's left hand. They actually have floppy Jedi robe instead of just covering the glove. Cause I'm sure they didn't want to animate a hanging piece of fabric. Mm-hmm. It was just, nice I want to know why, if all you need is the mind of echo, you give him cybernetic legs. Well, he did. He wasn't a major explosion, so I just took that as he lost his legs in that explosion. Yeah, but why give him cybernetic legs? Oh, oh, why I'm sorry, I didn't follow. Like, pop him in a in a you know back to tank and plug you know read his mind. Maybe they move him between places, and this was easier than breaking out the back to dolly. <laughs> okay, I mean I can sure. headcanon this as much as you want, Tom. How do you, yeah, do you yeah. want to go down I mean, this rabbit hole? It's it's a tough one for me to headcanon because I'm like, but you don't want him to escape. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, maybe he was a multi-phase experimentation passed down, and they were like, let's see if we can make him I'm, run far. And, I'm star- I okay, I'm, I could get, I could maybe get behind that. Like if yeah. they were using him for more than just the mind stuff. They're like, well, oh, while yeah. we have this body, you know, we might as well try this stuff out. Lift that thing, uh, mm. you know. So I don't know. I didn't think too much about that. I'm sure there'll be a reason or not a reason. No, there uh, won't be a reason. Yeah, uh, yeah. in the episode, but uh, I'm not. Uh, I, I am enjoying this mostly because, like, I really do want my Star Wars content constant and not to go away. Yeah, this yeah. is this yeah. is the this we had Mandalorian, we had Rise of Skywalker, and we had a little bit of a break. Now we're getting Clone Wars. So yep, yep. Uh, we will have another break, though. It'll be mm. quite the break until the mm. fall when the Baby Yoda show returns. But also Project Luminous. Yes. Well, I also have quite a bit of comics to uh, catch up on. Have yes. y'all been reading The Rise of Kylo Ren? No, no I haven't read any of them. I I'm so lost. cannot give you a more glowing recommendation. All right. Like, yes. Yeah, like, here's I, a question. Like Project Luminous is one direction, but are they going to continue forward with Project Whatever Happens after the end of Rise of Skywalker? Uh, I don't think there's anything happening that's post Rise of Skywalker because because Rise Rise of Kylo Ren is is pre Force Awakens. Yeah, but like um, now they have to build the whole thing again, and who's going to do it? I mean, yeah. Do you do you do you cast Daisy Ridley in her own adventures? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I. I, I'm super curious what happens to the Skywalker saga in graphics mm-hmm. and, or are they just done and that's it. And yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like one very smart way to approach this is to say Daisy Ridley bearing those lightsabers heading off on her own is the end point of the story. Mm-hmm. Now that we've got 
tons of history that we can roam around in and, exp and explore lots of corners of a very big galaxy. Let's not go there again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they've, they've said mm -hmm. as much that they, they want to take a break. Yeah. Well, Skywalker they want to take a big break from every, yeah, everything for a while. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And so, uh, so much so that Bob Iger quit. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Iger was like, please take a break. I need to retire. We were going to take a break from movies. Also, I'm going to take a break from running this whole thing. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. And also, everyone's going to take a break from going to Disneyland, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge because coronavirus. So, mm -hmm. Ooh, mm -hmm. the, what are the wait times? What are the I wait know. times? Because I got latex gloves and <laughs> and a mighty need to fly the Falcon without a wait. I've been washing my hands. I haven't been touching my eyes. I know. You know, it, 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 there's no sand there. It's not going to get in your eye. That's true. I hate sand. It's everywhere. I'm just going to go in my Kylo Ren branded respirator. It'll be wonderful. <laughs> that Snoke won't tell me to take that. 20 minutes at the Millennium Falcon, you guys. But what's the, the real tell is, is rise. rise. Yeah, it needs a boarding group. It doesn't. It won't tell you the time. Uh, uh, yeah. What's the boarding group situation? Uh, like? Busy. Still I don't know. Busy. I haven't worked out that deal yet. Uh, find out more. Have either of you been on rise yet? Nope. Uh, no, neither. Neither have I. I'm ready. I have heard from multiple people that it will change your worldview on what an attraction can be. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yes, I also I heard, heard it breaks a lot. Well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have also heard that from people who thought Millennium Falcon was just okay. <laughs> so wow. I'm like, damn. I, uh, ooh. All right. Oh, people are setting my expectations high. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for more, for more Clone Wars, really. Mm -hmm. I have a question about how this moves forward. Do Can you proceed? think, and I, this for some reason had not crossed my mind and, and now I feel like dumb that it hasn't because it seems like an obvious question. Do you think we're going to see the clones or specifically Rex's point of view of order 66? I think you have to, I do too. And it had never crossed my mind until episode two. Do we though? Cause clone wars exist between the movies. And yet, if you just take Anakin and them out of it, you can have any timeline that you want because the Clone Wars are still going on when they execute Order 66. Sure, but then you're 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 taking away the premise of the movie, which is these are the stories that tie together the two movies and you're telling something else that I don't know. It feels like a flashback for something else. Not it doesn't feel like it fits to me. Could be mm. wrong. It's just that, but there's a it feels like to carry this it needs through. to end. Yeah, finally with Anakin and Obi Wan boarding, yeah, their fighters to go save the Chancellor. That's fair. I, I, I mean, I you're think right. You can have that, but I, I think it, it, it like the the one the after being so harsh on on Episode One, um, the tr Trooper episodes is a hallmark of this series. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it takes a completely different approach to how it characterizes the clones compared to the films, I, two or three, uh, which which was the clones are in, and I, I just feel like it'd be such a missed opportunity, and it's it's like not even, I don't think it's fan service because I'm just so I feel like they've done such a strong job humanizing the clones and like getting like weirdly poignant 
with their display of war and its effect on soldiers. Uh, yeah. And they've even alluded to Order 66 in, I believe it was season five. Um, so I just like now I want to see it. And that could be like the big kind of surprise because we know we're going to the Siege of Mandalore. What would kind of top this off in a way that would be a bit of an unknown would be, well, what happened to Ahsoka during this? What happened to Rex during this? Mm-hmm. There's a way. There's a way. This is the way. <laughs> I have spoken. <laughs> yeah. It, it, like, I, I, and, and I, I more want to just like have this conversation with you two, my friends, in that this did not hit me until I was watching episode two and actually getting wrapped up in Rex and thinking, oh, there's no way we don't see Rex's point of view of Order 66. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. it seems like a, an inevitability to me. Gosh, it, does, it, it seems like the opposite to me. It seems really? like that that would be just egregious, like overstepping the the plan uh, and telling a story that isn't called for here. Mm. Well, we'll find out in 10 more episodes. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, let us know. Feedback at let's talk about Star Wars dot com. What do you think? Clearly, I'm right. So well, <laughs> yeah. Garrett's always right. Garrett's always right. <laughs> no one ever says that. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're here for you man we believe in you yeah 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 all right so feedback at let's talk about starwars.com if you like the show you want to support us patreon.com slash let's talk about star wars is the place to go you only get charged when we do an episode so when we take our breaks no need to worry you don't need to worry yeah so uh anyways i think that brings us to an end of this little chit chat um so yeah write in let us know and around the table before we leave jenny josephson where can everyone find you uh, currently I'm invisible, um, except for Jenny J J E N N I E J 23. Um, but if you have a Roku device on your television or if your television is a Roku device and you're like, Hey, why these tiles move around? That might've been me. <gasps> what? Mm-hmm. Exciting. Tom Merritt. Uh, I've got a novel coming out. It's the sequel to Pilot X on March 24th. Uh, you can pre-order it now. The Audible version is fantastic. I've gotten to listen to it. Uh, and it's a time-traveling adventure novel of Pilot X saving the universe once again with a lot of coffee, a lot of pie, uh, and a bunch of brand new planets. Go check it out. Uh, look for Trigor, T-R-I-G-O-R. Nice. Uh, now, now Pavaria too, please, for no particular extremely selfish reason. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I'm Garrett Art on Twitter. You can find this podcast and all of the other podcasts that I make over at amove.tv, the Angry Chicken for Hearthstone, Into the Nexus for Heroes of the Storm, lots of video game and nerdy stuff over there. Go check it out. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. We will return in short time to continue talking Clone Wars, but until then, may the Force be with you. Always. And especially with the Bad Batch. <laughs> <laughs>